Hey, what's up guys? C-Stacks here. Welcome back to This Weekend Versus. We got a bunch of Herald card previews to go over today, uh, as well as some other less exciting news. Uh, but first, I'm joined again today by Bert. What's going on, YouTube anchors? You boy, Blackhawk! We got Smallwood. Yeah, what's going on? And we got Scott. Hey, everybody. All right, so uh, obviously this week and last week we got our, our first couple of looks at the Herald set, but first um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room, this big, sad, depressing piece of news we got to go over real quick. Um, so this article here that I've got pulled up on the screen that you can see, unless you're listening to just the audio version, in which case it's in the description, I guess. Uh, so Gen Con posted in a COVID update. This was posted on May 19th, and uh, so Gen Con 2020 has officially been canceled. We kind of knew that this was coming. It, would, it was just a matter of time. Pretty much every major thing this year that you could possibly think of had already been canceled. So we kind of knew that this was coming, but, you know, it's a big bummer. I, I still, to this day, will catch myself thinking about, like, like when we look at cards and stuff, like, oh, like, for Gen Con I could do this, or I, but then I have to, like, catch myself because there is no Gen Con this year. Um, they are saying that they're going to do something online. They're going to do Gen Con online, a virtual convention featuring a slate of events. Um, so that's cool, I guess. Hopefully they'll, hopefully some people will enjoy that. I don't know. I, I, I doubt that we'll see anything versus related for Gen Con online. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, it also says in here that badge holders can, can, you can get your, your refund or you can, you can hold your badge over to 2021. I think we... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my badge over to 2021 because it's just one less thing I have to. I already got my my hotel refund, so that was good. But um, yeah, it's just a huge bummer. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the cancellation of Gen Con? Were you surprised? And and what what's your take? And shit sucks. <laughs> I really wanted to play these cards at Gen Con, man. Uh, no, we knew it was going to happen. It wasn't a surprise. I don't think to anyone. There's just too much, there's just too much that could go wrong with this bullshit germ out there in the world. Um, cause there's plenty of like younger children that show up. There's plenty of older, old, old people that show up. So hey. we, didn't want, we didn't want them to get, we didn't want them to get Thanos snapped. So yeah, save the people, man. Good on them. And we'll hit them up next year. It's no problem. Yeah, for it's sure, it's, it's the right call. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I talked about that on the last show. Like, I talked about how, like, Gen Con should be canceled. If it's not, I will be there. But they probably should cancel it. And, you know, that's what happened. Anyway, uh, were you going to say something, Smallwood? Yep. Uh, so there's a couple things that... I don't know if you guys read the, the like, if you purchase your badge now for the next one. It goes towards keeping the Gen Con people that organize the event, which is a very small actual group of people, uh, funded to keep their jobs in doing so. And also, like, there's a chance that badges are going to – I mean, obviously, badges are flying off the shelf next year when they return. <clears throat> so I don't think there's a big – I would support doing that if you can, if you can afford to do so. Obviously, it's a big advanced buy. A lot of people already bought. Yeah, that's that's that, that was one of the reasons we decided to just keep our badges because it it does mention in here that it like to help keep their people on staff because they're they're taking a whole year off and this is their main source of income the the Gen Con crew so uh, we just decided to yeah keep our our 2021 badges. 
Yeah, it's a feel bad. It really sucks because, like, I mean, we've all mentioned before, oh, this is like the coolest, most hyped set in a while. We don't get to play competitively. Hopefully, the Upper Deck Online Tournament is super fun. Uh, hopefully, it's Cosmic Format and all that. We get to really dive in for some fun games. Uh, but it's going to be really fun. I hate, the worst part is just not seeing everybody. It's so cool to see the other teams that I, like, duck to probably three total words a year. But then when I see them at Gen Con, you can actually hang out and chill with people like Kirk's group and Tennessee group and a million other people I'm forgetting. Uh, obviously all the podcast guys get to see each other in person. It's just the best like social gathering. Like when I go, it's like 10 of us and our, just our local group is 10 people. We all go and make a whole week out of it. So it's a shame, but uh, next year's going to be popping. Hopefully we have another cool FF type set to amp us up. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Scott, what's your thoughts on the cancellation of Gen Con? Um, really expected coming. I, I kind of knew a couple days earlier because of the, the company they had to do some game refereeing and stuff for. Um, they told us it was out, but um, to wait until anything was official, and I was just like, this is getting irritating, like waiting for this stuff to like to drop. Um, I know some people are irritated by the, if you uh, want your badge refunded, you have to, you have to pay like 10%. Um, so some people I saw online were getting really riled up, but um, oh, is that true? Think, yeah, it's true. Like if you wanted your badge refunded, they take ten percent of it, and uh, some people are really upset about that. But it's because basically of what you were talking about before that they have to keep funded for the for the next year. They have to keep their people funded, so it's understandable. Um, yeah, like Robert, I'm, I'm totally sitting out on socially uh, hanging with a bunch of people. I mean, I know so many people from so long playing games. Uh, some of my friends from, from home here like laugh, laugh at me if they go like down the dealer hall with me. They're like, you know everybody. Like you walk ten feet and somebody's yelling like, "Hey, Scotty!" It's like I'm like, yeah, well. You go to Gen Con for over twenty years straight and see what happens. You know? So I'm I'm definitely getting this. So it's a great time. Great time hanging out with people I don't get to see them for there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a big bummer. But you know, we all saw it coming. It's probably for the best. Uh hopefully this shit show that's going on in the world will be over sooner rather than later. Although a lot of places aren't really taking it seriously anymore and they're just kinda of opening up and anyway, that's like a whole other topic, but Anyways, hopefully Gen Con 2021 will be really cool. And like Robert was saying, hopefully we'll have another really hyped set that will uh, make it uh, even better. Because uh, like we were talking about, this this Fantastic Four stuff that's happening with Doctor Doom and Galactus and all that is like the most hyped Versus has had since its inception. And like we're getting more and more new people joining the Collective and the Discord and more and more new player questions. And I think... A lot of that has to do with a the the Fantastic Four stuff itself, and like b the community hype that the Fantastic Four stuff has sparked, and that's bringing in all these new people. And it would have been really cool to see how that translated to numbers at Gen Con, but it is what it is. And uh, hopefully, twenty twenty one will be just as good or better. So, anyways. So what what team do you think they could? like show off that it could bring people in next year talk about that i don't know so there was a thread on the collective about or a, a, a post on the collective act asking about 
you know, Fantastic Four is kind of the last big team that we were missing for Marvel. But what are some other teams that that haven't been incorporated from the comics to the game that we could do? And there's there's tons of them. People came up with a ton of answers. There's a lot. But I do agree that Fantastic Four is probably the the last big, really recognizable from like a like everybody knows the Fantastic Four. It doesn't matter if you're a comic person. I don't know that we have much of that left. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts on that? While I try to think of. Like, something I want to see is, like, Hellfire Club, but n- nobody other than people who read comics knows who the Hellfire Club is. It's hard to disagree. They were, like, the biggest mainstream face missing from the game, aside right. from Nightcrawler, but it's because Zag hates him. So, like, I don't know. Maybe next year we'll get a Nightcrawler main character. <laughs> but it's really hard, aside from an IP that maybe they haven't released yet, but they don't seem to do that in the summer. I mean, no, they did that for Predator and Alien, but that was a while ago. Then they started pushing off the new IPs to, like, photo, push them to the end of the year or whatever. So maybe something completely new. I mean, it's so far away, they could really do it. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Bert? Uh, what's going on in comics right now? Uh, I haven't really right been kept now, up. Right now, I have though. no idea. I couldn't tell you anything that went on in comics in the past 20 years, probably. Well, I, I would venture to say that Whatever's going down over there, we probably get some sweet cards with some like 2018, 2019 art on them. Uh, I don't know. What I, about somebody I who's not DC? Would, yeah, I don't even know what I would want, though. That's the thing, too. You don't yeah. really know what you want out of these cards until they start showing like the spoilers or whatever. So, is like Hellboy or Spawn too ambitious? Spawn would be cool. Spawn would that be cool. so metal. I mean, Upper Deck's, like, a, they've gotten the Hellboy okay before. It's not, like, out of question. Mm. A Sentinels but, like, would be cool. If, if this next coming arc doesn't really have Sentinels, Sentinels would be cool. I'd agree with Scott. It might be the one thing that's, like, majorly missing is the Sentinels. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was assuming that it was, like, a foregone conclusion we were getting Sentinels uh, the month following Frightful because it's of it's uh, Days of Future Past stuff. Um, Upper Deck confirmed that it's expanding on the X-Men team. That box is X-Men, then Brotherhood, then Omegas. Uh, I don't, I didn't pull up that graphic, but um, I, I still would assume that even though that set is said to have X-Men stuff, I assume it was also have um, Sentinels. Because, I mean, it's Days of Future Past. You kind of have to have Sentinels, right? Or am I wrong on that? I just kind of feel like that's mandatory. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, I guess that's something... I'm just thinking, uh, you know, of all the th- comics and stuff I've seen, that that's one of the ones that really had huge arc, and we really haven't seen a lot. Would that really makes sense. I don't know if it would bring in mainstream people, but that would be one that I think would catch the attention of old versus people who maybe didn't give the new game a chance or, or gave up a while ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they see that Doom came in last year, and then they see that they're getting Sentinels. Maybe that'll convince old versus people to jump back on. Hmm. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see, man. <laughs> yeah, as far as like new IPs they could bring in that would do it, um You know, I mean like you never know until they announce it. Like I have no idea what Upper Deck has access to. Or like I mean, short of something like Star Wars, I don't know if there's like a big enough IP that would do it. Yeah, that ain't happening. 
Yeah, there's some yeah, like, IPs that are just kind of locked down with other companies, you know, like DC with Cryptozoic. And yeah, stuff like yeah, like DC. I, and like, I, I talked about that a little bit, like how I, I don't think DC is impossible. Like I don't like so, pe- pe- people were talking about that and they were saying that's never going to happen. Like I don't know about never because someone mentioned that they don't think Cryptozoic is losing the license anytime soon. But like licenses aren't always exclusive. Like Upper Deck doesn't exclusively have the Marvel license. Like there's other Marvel LCGs. There's Marvel Champions and stuff. Or yeah. like. Like last year, UFS got My Hero, and then a couple months ago, Chrono Clash announced a My Hero set. So, I don't know that I would say never for DC. I said that I would. I, I said ninety nine point nine percent sure that we won't get DC, but that still leaves like a point zero one percent chance that maybe we could get DC. So, yeah, that's a big expense, I guess, on their part. That's a big license of purchase. It right. really depends on the ag- licensing agreement and all that with the other companies. Um, but like you said, like Cryptozoic is not even a trading arcade. Like they don't even have a one v one card. Like it's a deck building game. So, like you said, the licenses go multiple ways. Like they're not exclusive usually. Like they'll say you can only you can be the only competitive like game with OP or like whatever they some reason that you are kind of exclusive to yourself. But I don't know. It's it's hard to see without seeing the contract, which you probably won't see. Right. <laughs> so DC would be an expensive buy though. It you know, and you they you know it might be worth it, but. Unless, unless that merger goes through, that DC Marvel merger goes through, oh, that I heard about. I hope a that doesn't ago. happen. Anyways, uh, so that's the the Gen Con cancellation thing. I'll have the link to this article down in the description if you want to go read more about it. Um, but yeah, it's a big bummer. Anyways, let's move on to some cool stuff. So over the last two weeks, we got our first couple of looks at the Herald card previews. That's the fifty-five card box that's uh coming out in july or sorry june right do i have my months right june 17th this card this set drops uh that expands on the fantastic four um team so uh we got our first look at silver surfer and some of the other heralds so uh i guess let's just run down all these cards there's not too many here and uh we'll kind of talk about them so uh let's look at Silver Surfer first. I'll, like, read all three of his levels, and then we can break them down, I guess. So, also, hang on, I want to read this. This article is called, Herald Card Previews Gnarly Curls Today, Dude. <laughs> they went with, like, surfer stuff, which is <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, yeah. so level one, Norrin Rad. He's a.k.a. Silver Surfer. He's a 245 Fantastic Four guy, and he has Protect Zenla, main yellow, green, red, Enemy characters can't attack on their next turn. Uh, and then he has Noble Sacrifices his level up. Level up one. When Norinrad protects Zen Law, he gains an XP. So you have to use that power one time. Uh, yellow, green, red, and then he levels up. And then he becomes a level two Silver Surfer, who's a 5-5, five, five, flight range, 7 health. That's like the biggest jump I think we've seen. He goes from 5 to 7 health in between levels. Uh, and then he's got Herald of Galactus, so you pay one less to recruit Galactus supporting characters. Put a pin in that one. We're going to be talking about that a lot, I sh- I'm sure. Then he has Search for Inhabited Planets. Main blue, reveal the top ten cards of your deck. Put an, You may put an Earth location from among them into your hand, then remove the rest from the game. Then he's Insatiable Hunger. Level up one. When you play an Earth location, Silver Surfer gains an XP. So he needs to see one Earth location appear, and then he goes to level three where he's an 8-8 flight range, still 7 health. He has Take a Stand. The Silver Surfer can use other teams' special locations with Earth to pay for his Earth superpowers. And then he has Protect the Earth. Main Earth. I've said Earth so many times. 
If there is one supporting character with the highest cost, put it into its owner's hand. Um, so that would be on either player's side. Um, highest cost bounces back to the hand. So I think clearly the intention here is you want to bring out your Galactus early and then like use it multiple times. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Silver Surfer levels 1, 2, and 3? Uh, you want to go for... Uh, uh, Scott, you want to go first on Silver Surfer? Sure. Um, I actually think these are like three different decks. Like the, the level one Silver Surfer, I almost feel like you're, you have an opportunity to build a janky Dutch deck or something where you're like you keep any anything like that where you keep uh, everybody off your character and try to win fast, relatively fast, and pull that off. Um, like, I also think you could just go to like a level two Silver Surfer build. Not sure exactly what you would want to do there, but you might not even be trying to level them up up to uh, level three in that case. You're just probably trying to get to Galactus um, with whatever Galactus does. I have no idea yet. And like the level three Silver Surfer, I think is more of a, a control build, a control deck where you're trying to get to him um, and you're just going to try to control the board with his fucking uh, ability and just take take control that way. Yeah, uh, what do you think of this card, Smallwood? Mm. It's really hard to hate or judge him too hard so we see the Galactus dude. Right, yeah. We also don't know if there's any interaction with these like remove from play cards from his level 2. Because that seems like a really expensive ask, but maybe if something references RFG cards, he could be uh, that could be like actually super playable. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought that was like a weird stipulation to put on there. So like, I wonder like, does does Galactus have some kind of interaction with remove from game cards and like? So I I, I don't know because I also thought that was weird. And he's got some cool stuff. Like you can play like a tur like Scott was saying. He's got actually like a bunch of ways you could like theoretically play him. You could take Turbo to level one with four lo Turbo level three with four locations, and he jumps to a giant eight eight with seven health. You know, with like a really good removal too, uh, built into his character with a lot of uh, act activators with his ability. Uh, we don't really like the two is so hard to judge. I don't know. Like the only thing is it's Zen Law. Like there's there's a chance you just break those colors. I mean, I don't know if you guys have played Crystal, but there's just some games that aren't playable. And, I mean, he's only three, so maybe it's okay. I mean, one of them's yellow, so there's always going to be those, uh, I went second, or, you know, I went, yeah, I went second, and two turns later I'm staring at Jessica Jones. Mm. So, I don't know. We'll see. It really depends on Galactus, but I don't think anything here jumps out to me as great. He's okay. Uh, Bert, how do you feel about Silver Surfer? Uh, well, I managed to, to get the spoiler review out that I did, and basically... The real coup de gras of this this whole getup is the level three to me. Um, I don't care about the Herald of Galactus on his gold form because his stats don't make up for it. He's going to get whooped on. But when you're an 8-8 beater and you're able to bounce fools, uh, that's pretty good, man. Uh, the Earth ability on there, being able to use any Earth Loke, that doesn't really matter to me either. I'm good with just my four. But those pivotal moments of like play a jungle hunter he if he's the highest on your side bounce him and you could do like really stupid stuff like that I, i'm i'm down to try it man i think he's super cool uh his level one he, he can get caught up on the draw by jessica jones <laughs> but i think if you're willing to do it or if you keep a broken hand of like green yellow red earth like 
you're in 8-8 on turn two, and that's really good. So we're going to see what happens. But I'd I'd also like to point out that the rest of the cards that we're going to talk about really, really make them look good, like turn two 11-11 main character. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention is this next card I think is like a big boost to his playability. Uh, the one cost Chalabal, one two, one health, true love. Silver Surfer characters on your side have plus three, plus three, and safeguard. I don't know w- w- what the deal is with this the Fantastic Four team and these insane one drops, but yeah, I think this is a big boost to to Silver Surfer. Yep, give me that. Give me all four of her. Yeah, I mean you can tell by the way that they're pushing these like these lower like these one drop yeah these level one MCs are huge in FF like or they level faster. They're just some monstrous dudes. With Alicia and Shalabal and some of these, like, MCs that can level super fast, like Torch, and just slamming Alicia soft levels half the box mm-hmm. uh, is definitely, like, a ramped-up, like, potency. Being, like, a 2-4-on-1 is now just, like, unacceptable. Yep. Yeah. I, it's They're all focused on, like, teams or team members, though, too. So I think it's just a new way they're designing to try to probably get people away from playing solo and every day. Um, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, next card, uh, Ardina, zero cost, six six flight range, two health. Uh, clone of the Silver Surfer. As an additional cost to recruit Ardina, wound a character on your side with the card title Silver Surfer. So I guess real quick, let's talk about card title, which is a mechanic that I find annoying. <laughs> um, so card title is basically only the name that's printed in the actual name box. It does not account for any AKAs. Um, so, like, if you take a look at level one, Norn Rad is AKA Silver Surfer. So his name is treated as both Norn Rad, but his name is equally treated as Silver Surfer. But his card title is Norn Rad. So you can't use Ardina on him. I just think, like, we have card names, we have AKAs, we have mantles, and now we have card title. But And we have double mantles. Yeah, we've, do- we've seen our first double mantle now. Um, but as far as the card goes, I think the card is pretty good. Uh, wounding your main character is kind of steep, but he's got 7 health, and bringing out a 6-6 six, six flight range 2 health early seems kind of insane. So what do you guys think of Ardina? Well, that's why that's why they went through the effort of, of doing that. Yeah, they like, didn't want you to do this on turn 1, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. way too much. That's too much. But the card itself, she's fine. Like, healing is on Earth, and it's on team. I have no problem giving a life over to this lady she is what is that four five drop costed or in terms of stats mm-hmm. she's gonna punch you in the mouth in the name of the silver surfer and you're gonna get clowned if she deals two wounds she paid you back and she was free i'm down i'm playing two to three of this lady yeah, she's nice. I, I, I'll always look at the downside first. If it was like, and I think like people are looking at the high roll a little too much. Like, man, you're going to Zen Law and just like have a turn two, six, six, five, two off. What happens if you draw on like five up? I'm pretty sure it's an unplayable card you're rowing at that point. But that's like, that's just part of the double edged sword of that card. Um, per, but she can always hit the row because everything can. And it looks like FF are going to go pretty deep into the late game for Galactus. So it kind of plays into that game. She's obviously swole if you drop her on like two or three. I think yeah. she just gets so much worse after that. But uh, it's hard to say. Like she says six, and that threshold matters because the lethal guys, the most played, are like Massacre and Elsa. And she's just out of that range. So I think she's pretty hard to kill. I'd say, for the most part. So I do like her. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree that, like, there's, like, a really specific window where she's, like, really insane. But, like, outside of that, like, if you draw it early and you're not going to level for a couple turns, she's dead. Or if you draw it late and you maybe don't want to wound your main character, then she's probably dead. So, but I, I like the design except for the card title thing. <laughs> I mean, the tempo she can make is nuts. I mean, a zero yeah. amount of Ridiculous. Like th yeah. there's some serious board states where they're going to make a board swing and you can make a huge comeback by dropping two, like four drops essentially. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's definitely not something to overlook how good tempo is. All right. I mean, well, I think she's better with the support character. Yeah, of course. She yeah, can always yeah, yeah. with the support character on team attacks and especially if Silver Surfer support character gets to do his thing. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Silver Surfer support character because it's the last card on here and it's the one that I really want to talk about because this card is insane. Uh, if we're talking about like power creep, like specifically the number of wounds on this guy. Let me run this guy down. So the last card in this first article is 8 cost Silver Surfer. He's an 8-8 eight, eight flight range, 5 health. And then he has uh, you must be driven from this world. Galactus loses each power with worlds in its name. No idea what that means yet. Uh, and then he has Conscience Found. When Silver Surfer appears, put a plus one plus one counter on him for each character in your KO pile. When another character appears on your side, put two plus one plus one counters on Silver Surfer. So he's a big counter generating guy. Like, if you put like one or two health down here in the bottom corner, I would say like this is a pretty like run of the mill eight drop, right? He's eight eight, and then he gets big with counters. But like this five wounds here in the bottom is insane to me. They're really pushing the envelope on what supporting characters can be. Um, we can get into, like, what Dark Phoenix potentially does to this card, but on the surface, what do you guys think of 8-drop Silver Surfer? I think this card's insane. This card is dope. I think without any outside influences, this guy is, like, the most push card probably we've ever... At least on 8, this is the most push card we've ever seen. Um... Now, when you again, when you start taking into account DP, call plus one, oh, he's just an 8 8. But I'd like to point out that he's actually, he fills a very important role on his team. They didn't really have an 8 drop because Franklin needed Alicia to fight. But this guy being an 8 8 shooter, he's good with team attacks. He's good because, like Scott said earlier, he can have his homegirl come down with him. This guy means, this guy means a lot to that team. And I, I'm kind of scared because if he hates on the Galactus main, like he might just have to be in your decks anyway. But if this is if this guy is any indication, Galactus has to at least be a nine, right, so that he can effectively hate on him. And worlds powers with worlds, he might have more than one. He might dog you, man. <laughs> we may need this guy, yo. Bye. Five health though, that's crazy. That alone makes me think Galactus is like twelve or thirteen. Cause he has to wait for Silver Surfer to get off the board before he can come down, you know? <laughs> oh man. Card's insane. Yeah. What about you, Smallwood? I actually think the Dark I like him because of Dark Phoenix, right? I like that she's not a one card out to your eight drop. I really do. Like if he comes down and he gets bigger than her, which he most always will, she has to call counters or he's going to body her for a turn, right? <laughs> yeah. if she, it, and if he calls passive, so you no longer can get the counters, you still have the counters. So I feel like they actually like, it's not a catch all. I think it's one of the only eights besides like Gilgan Sentry that like 
you don't mind like you can fight a dark phoenix it takes two of them to handle all of his problems so i actually like him in that regard obviously he has a giant amount of health and a great ability and a great stat so i think he's overall uh i think he's really strong this guy's gonna see like tons of play especially if galactus is anywhere near playable do you think no, i think this guy's a house everybody who wasn't already is playing the one copy of the the leviathan that removes graveyards spiked leviathan that car is really good too man uh it's getting better yeah <laughs> with these like valka loop the machine loops now and there's definitely some things like some aspects to it sure yeah i think if, if anybody who wasn't already playing that for like the random situations where it gets you out of jail uh i think you i mean it's a, it's a one card and it's it has comet fall anyway so just i think you just jam that card uh scott what are your thoughts on eight cost silver surfer i love him um I want to see Christmas candy land with him. I want to see like invisible woman MC play like Malkin man to turn, turn ahead of him, hide him, bring out silver surfer. His counters to go get some big ass shit. Then play like uh play the zero cost, you know, take one, just totally swing the board. I want yeah, to see I one hadn't of thought those. About, you can do molecule man with this pretty effectively. Yep. Just totally like take over the board like in the late game with that. I think we just found Scott's new janky Gen Con twenty twenty one deck. <laughs> so <laughs> random living tribunal recruits from the yard and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Take off fifteen current from him. Yeah, recruit the living tribunal. That's you, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I think this card is really pushed. Uh it makes me wonder if we're gonna see because we've seen five health now on on Silver Surfer here. Uh, Watu the Watcher has six, I believe. Who knows what Galactus has? It makes me wonder if we're going to see like a beefy lethal guy. Because we don't have any, really, any super beefy guys with lethal. So I wonder if we're going to see a high drop lethal dude. I think, well, we have we have uh, Ares, but he doesn't really line up with these guys. So I wonder what we'll see maybe in Frightful some some high drop with with lethal i think i might be necessary i don't know who that would be though that'd be interesting but i think we're gonna get some evil heralds in frightful too i think some of the the heralds make more sense being frightful characters like the fallen one terax terax yeah yeah that probably makes sense a couple more heralds uh, speaking of heralds, let's move on to this next article, and we'll probably talk about heralds a lot and Galactus a lot. So this next preview article uh, from the 27th is called Heralds of Galactus. So first character in here is Mantle Human Torch. She is also a.k.a. Mantle Nova. Uh, she's a 1-5 flight range, 5 hell, Fantastic Four character. She has Flame On, which we've seen before. Main, blue, put 3 plus 1 plus 1 counters on Human Torch. So... For a blue, she goes from a 1-5 to a 4-8, which is pretty good stats for a level 1 main character. Very good stats for a level 1 main character. And then she has Volunteer to Save the Planet. Level up 1. When a supporting character with a printed cost of 7 or more is recruited by any player, Human Torch gains an XP. And then at level 2, she's a 7-7 flight range. She gains a health, so she's 6 health now. Her name switch. She's she's aka Nova now. Or Sorry, she's Mantle Nova, aka Human Torch. And then she has Herald of Galactus, which we saw before. It's you pay one less to recruit Galactus supporting characters. And then she has this really awesome power, Stellar Flare. 
main blue, put three plus one plus one counters on Nova, then she strikes an enemy supporting character. So it's flame on with upside. Um, so uh, I'll ask you guys what your thoughts are on Mantle Human Torch slash Mantle Nova. Uh, some people are saying she's a better Human Torch. Other people are saying she's a worse Human Torch. Um, I suppose she's a better Human Torch if you don't care about leveling up, right? Because this level up condition, it's wor it's you got to know that it says when a, a character with printed cost of 7 or more is recruited by any player, not when one enters play. So you can't cheat this. You can't bring this in with Dramatic. You can't bring it in with Pixie. The best you can do is, is try to ramp and bring out a 7 cost early. But regardless, that seems pretty slow to me. Um, anyways, what are your guys' thoughts on Mantle, Human Torch? Uh, you want to go first this time, Bert? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, five life, flight range, one five, flame on. Okay, so, like, if you get the same amount of blues as Johnny gets, you're actually going to outclass him at most points, outside of, like, solos and power-ups, right? Um, the difference is he's going to level on three, with outside forces and she's going to level five or six. Um, I don't know how much that means to everybody, but she also has that Herald tag. So she may have like a more meaningful up top game. Whereas human torch is like, listen, I'm just here for a good time. Not a long time. I'm going to take you out personally. And uh, yeah, get them out of here. Um, I actually like her. I, I like her. I like her better. I think um, we're, if you throw Alicia into the mix, she's an 8-8 on 1, an 11-11 on 2. Like, yeah, she's going to outclass him down low, and that's where Johnny wants to live, I think. I haven't I haven't put much time into Human Torch, the Human Torch we have now, but I just think I just think there's too much more going for her than him, in my opinion. Uh, what are your thoughts on that Smallwood? Human Torch or Human Torch? I mean, call me call me a fanboy. I mean, I love me some Human Torch. He's, uh, he's my, definitely he, good. Yeah. I mean, he's Thor the F4. I'll give you some downsides because I think a lot of people are going to look at uh, the Mantle Torch and think she's better. Without Alicia, she goes to a 4 on 1 that doesn't hit everything. Torch hits F5. I mean, that, like, that little small little point could really matter. I also don't like that the games without Alicia will feel a lot worse. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she just like gets huge. But she's missing that stat jump that Johnny gets. We're like, on turn two, if he blues, blues, and has some outside help, he's like, I'm going to get that plus four, plus two passively from flipping. She never gets that. So if you're like, I know you guys talk about the heads up matchup, but I'm more so thinking like against everything. Yeah. Uh, I want the more complete character. Uh, I don't want the turn seven flip. That's like a meme. I don't even know what the hell that XP condition is. <laughs> that is like the worst. I hope there's some way to cheat this in this sec some way. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan. Like, so she, I love the big butt though, but like when you play full illustrated man in the support pool, your defense doesn't matter. I mean, they're the cards like Charlie and like iron fist, like these cards, like aggro decks don't play around match does not care. Like, yeah, you hit her back. Like, you're, you're getting chopped down. Like, you're not going to play that high roll game where you get big, stay big, and run them over six turns. This isn't three years ago. So you're more like, interested in the front end as opposed yeah, to Yeah, like, I want torches. Like, I'm a turn to, like, giant mother beast because I, like, power to twice, use my ability twice, and I get leveled. Like, I think, I think she's good, but I think her game plan is the same. So I don't know. Like, it's always going to be her compared to Johnny. Unless we see some, like, niche card her level two helps. But I think... She's just kind of doomed to be compared. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Scott? Uh, Team Torch or Team Torch? 
Um, I kind of agree with Smallwood here because I think she's a meta call. I think um, Johnny Storm's going to be more of the faster, like, kill you by turn five or six, depending on your health. Back. Whereas she's really kind of built to say, okay, we're going to go for the turn six, seven, eight, maybe nine, trying to kill people game. And that just really doesn't seem to exist as a as an aggro. It's almost like an aggro mid-range. And so we see a meta that she would command that in. I don't know that I, I super like her because... Level up condition is just so rough. Um, either that, or she just demands like you just include so many cards to try to level her, like Mantis, Nick Fury, Teleport. I, I, all those cards except for maybe Mantis seem to make your deck awkward to me. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm holding out reservation on her to see if she gets any help. Uh, as of right now, I definitely swing with uh, Johnny Storm. What do you guys think is more impactful at level two, uh, Nova's Stellar Flare or Johnny's Nova Burst? That the one definitely that... her plus one health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably the most important thing. Like, what the heck is she hitting with like a ten ten? Like, it doesn't hit any of the big dudes. It doesn't hit Dark Phoenix. It doesn't hit the eight drops. Like, she just hits sevens, right? So I'm not saying it's bad ability. I just don't think like man, I wish it was like I wish it struck twice or something. Like I wish it just said stun a guy. You know? She's having she might have some major issues hitting bigger dudes. Yeah, but that uh, you're you're right. That that additional health that she gains at level two is a definite advantage over Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a couple article reads to even see that. I was like, oh yeah. there's a six there. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's definitely a big take. Especially because like if you mantis she could theoretically flip before she could even possibly die. Oh, if you go first and you brick one, you know? Yeah. yeah. But Johnny also doesn't really take a wound every turn. We know how Johnny plays that game. So, I don't know. They're both good. All right, let's take a look at some of these other heralds. we got a supporting character to take a look at. It's 7 cost Fire Lord. 10-7, flight range, 2 health. Herald of Galactus, you pay 1 less to recruit Galactus supporting characters. So, we see that again. First time here we've seen it on a supporting character, which kind of confirms that it seems the game plan that they're they're trying to have you build around this this herald archetype is you want to kind of collect the heralds and slowly whittle down what you're going to have to pay for Galactus. Uh, and Fire Lord here also has United Front. You pay two less to recruit heralds of Galactus. So again, you're you're trying to collect those guys. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Seven Cost Fire Lord? Um, Fire Lord, ten seven flight range, two health. Makes your other guys cheaper. Yeah, I'm down. I like I like that he's a seven drop because I don't always want to play Mister Fantastic on team. Uh, he's got a gun, which is good. Um, I don't know, man. I, the more we talk about this Harold's get up, the more I'm like secretly just stepping away from it. I don't want to have to play all these guys to play my Galactus, but <laughs> hopefully it's worth it, man. Uh, yeah, Fire Lord's serviceable for if that's what you're trying to do. Herald's tribal is fine. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked before, right, about how all these cards are going to depend on what Galactus is, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. is this a viable strategy or not? We don't really know until we've seen Galactus. We talked, uh, uh, it was talking on the collective about how much is, is Galactus going to cost. I think he's like at least a 15 or more. Anyways, uh, Scott, what do you think of Fire Lord? 
Um, I think he kind of comes down like Bird. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what deck, what MC do I put him in in order to get to Galactus, where him and the other heralds are are going to stay alive. I'm only coming up with a couple answers. I'm coming up with like maybe you're playing Invisible Woman, you know, to keep hiding these heralds and keep them alive and get Galactus out early. Maybe you're playing Kingpin to just like. You know, shit up a thousand locations and then play all these heralds and slam down a Galactus. But I'm not getting too many answers in my mind as to how I'm either going to keep everybody alive to, to play Galactus or how I'm going to get so many of them on the field at once. You know, because we haven't seen anybody below four cost yet. So the, the, that's part of the, the question, too. Are we going to get any like cheaper? low-cost heralds like Gold Moldy or somebody like that, you know, when May Parker was uh, a herald. <laughs> yeah, uh, Smallwood, thoughts on heralds and Fire Lord? Uh, give me one that's, like, worth ramping into, you know? That's pretty much where we're at. It's hard to judge a guy who says, like, ramp into a tribe we haven't seen all the cards for. That's true, yeah. <sighs> like, I'm not knocking him, but he definitely feels like a seven that won't see any play. Uh, like, regard unless the tribe was worth ramping into. Like, compare him to, like, Lizard 7 Drop, who's also probably not good enough to see play, and he's a much better card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Bert's favorite. I got to do it. I got to do it, right? I feel like I was there. <laughs> oh, Always oh, trying to plug man. the lizard now. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. See if there's, like, a 10 that he makes playable on, like, 8. Something like that. Something clean. Right, because he says two us, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, sure. If you're telling me he makes like by playing a subpar seven, he plays like this boner like eight drop that should have been a ten, sure. We just don't know for that's what it's going to be. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at his main character here. Uh, oh man. Pyrus Pyrus <laughs> Krill, one six five health, Fantastic Four. He's AKA Fire Lord. His Zendarian officer main red. Put a plus one plus one counter on a character on your side, then ready it. It's pretty good power. Um, bold and determined level up four. When Pyreus attacks an enemy main character, he gains an XP, a pretty dog shit level up. Uh, and then level two Fire Lord, he's an eight six flight range six health. He has Herald of Galactus again, and then he has the power of a miniature sun main blue blue. Remove an enemy supporting character other than Captain America or Wolverine from the game. A great power that may be a little too expensive to be all that impactful. Um. Anyway, so I already gave my opinion on this level up. I think the level up is pretty bad. You can get, like, an XP on one and maybe two, but, like, then if they just start putting their guy in the back, I don't think he's. it's going to be tough to level him. I mean, he's a 6-6 with um, Alicia, but I mean, I, I like this level one power. I don't know how – it's not, like, amazing or anything, though. Anyways, what do you guys think of Fire Lord main character, whoever wants to go first? Bert loves it so much, he should talk about it first. Listen, listen. Okay, 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 okay. All right. One, six, five, life. Listen, what they should have did was they should have <laughs> allowed him to be a Zandarian officer at level two. I would have really, really liked if he had kept that red at level two. But I get it. He's throwing away his old life. He's now Fire Lord. Yeah, Galactus is my homie, right? Um, I think the best part of this deck is not him. It's going to be everything else that you're readying and buffing and, like, getting extra wounds in there. Uh, your gargoyle is bigger than their gargoyle. Your solo is super stacked, right? 
um, part of the problem with main characters like this, if I know that you need to fight to level, I'm going to swing into you. I'm going to take the wound anyway the turn after, right? So why would I help you by staying up? So you're gonna need you're gonna need to pack like ice mans and stuff just to make it through. If that eight six body means that he also gains a life, right? Uh, Doesn't he gain a life? He does. Yes, he's a six health up. Damn, two. man! Like that's gonna mean so much when you're like really really struggling down low to level up. He also has the herald tag, right? Oh man, I'm so out on that right now. <laughs> but as far as the one six guy, the one six guy is actually the worst part of the deck. But if I think if you throw that out the window, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna buff this Devil Slayer. I'm gonna buff my solo. I'm gonna buff all my guys. I'm gonna play eight reds and we're gonna get it popping. I think he might be able to squeak out some games. We'll see what happens. He's worth a try, in my opinion, but there's just a couple of tweaks, and he could have been, like, yeah. on the other side of good, you know? I mean, you guys know that I love Might Makes Right, Gargoyle, Flint decks and stuff, and, like, if you have, like, a like a solo and a match, and, like, match swings, gets a plus one counter, and then, like, you do this on it to go another, and then ready it, and then another because it attacks again, or, like, do that with Gargoyle or what, what have you, Th there are, like, some cool aggro-y type things that you can do with it, so... It's not terrible. That's also the point of it, too, right? He's not supposed to be able to just walk up to the main. So that Zondarian officer is supposed to open it up to where, like, you did the solo and your solo is bigger and he shot at two guys. And, oh, my, my Pyreus can get there now. But, like, in the grand scheme of the game, especially with, like, Dragon, this guy, like, other main characters that play exactly like this, if your opponent knows that they're going to take the wound, they're going to crash and slow you. That's a whole turn that you didn't get the XP. So we're going to see what happens, man, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know right now. Uh, who else has thoughts on Fire Lord they want to throw out there? Okay, Scott. Now you want to play this guy. Uh... I don't know. I think I, I kind of agree with those guys. Like, if you're going to play him, he's going to be aggro. I'm going to try to abuse the heck out of his uh, red power. Um, unfortunately, I think, like, to level him, you're going to have to do something like X-Factors or, um, like, the resistance one, the resistance ready power plot. Um which I, I think it's going to make it hard for him to level. Although, he, if he is, like, in the front, it's not, you, know, you have a ranged character, it's not going to be easy for people to, like, crash into you because you're not going to kill him. <laughs> you're you're going to be a one, you know, one whatever he is, and they won't be able to crash. So I think you have to take that into consideration. He might be able to get around that problem with Dragon Ad at least a little bit. Um Really strange character. It's going to be one I'd have to play around with and see if I could get him to work to the point where I'd be happy or not. Right now, I'm kind of happy. You guys are nice. Uh. Like the this guy <laughs> has no level up. He's a five health one six with a mediocre level one ability. That guy will never level. If your opponent is even semi confident at playing this game, he literally <laughs> does not level. 
He's an aggressive one six with five health. I don't even know if we need to keep going. All right, it's that's like where it should probably stop. You like oh, if you open Alicia, what if you don't? <laughs> He's a one six. <laughs> it does absolutely nothing. If he like readies a zerking guy or something, that's super cool and sweet. He could ready some like super good sniper range guys like match to do some really cool stuff. He's a one six that doesn't even flight block. He doesn't even level. He has five health. That six is magical Christmas light. He never achieves fire load. Like don't bring the level two. Don't even bring it. <laughs> don't bring it. It's a meme. Like it's. <laughs> Any condition, this is a crazy, crazy thing. Any condition your opponent can control is trash. All right. This is why things bad. This is why, like, any dude that says, like, we've all went over this, you know, this game. Like, it's just, it's a trap. This guy is that trap. Like, any support in the front row, like, you have to play an aggressive, you have to build so, like, his whole 60 is just to help him get to your opponent's main character to then flip, right? And you'd think, all right, well, once we flip, we are in there. Nope. He uh, has the same ability every other card has in this little box, and he makes Galactus uh, one less. <laughs> yeah. And he removes a guy from the game for two locations, and he excludes two trash ones. So he just says kill a guy. It's fine. <laughs> come on, man. Can't give this guy another thought. Like, this guy shouldn't come out the box. Put it away. <laughs> Put it away. Nah, I'm going to be a hater, but this guy's... It is hard sell. I'd rather play every other dude in the game. Give me some kid kaiju. Like, whatever. Oh, wow. Dude, there's no way he's that bad. Come on. Uh, no, I'm not. I mean, like, he's not kid kaiju. Let's not get crazy. Um, <laughs> fair comparison. He's prob- He's worse than every guy in the FF box, right? Yeah. yeah. Every yep. guy? Every, every, every guy. Worse than thing? Yup. No way. Yeah, come on. Absolutely not. <laughs> come on. No way. All right, let's do, we're going to do a battle, me and you. Heads up, those two decks. All right, cool. So All right, cool. I'm just going to live in the dreamland of... You're going to hard mull for Alicia and concede the no, rest. No, I'm going to live on the solo match plan and just body you with the Gundarian <laughs> officer, dude. Yo, it's it's fine, bro. I got you. Thing is not... Thing's going to get XP if you're coming in. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. Not, not heads up in that particular, but nah, he's... He's definitely on pace of thing of just like super restrictive level up that is uh that really just bodies the character overall. I'll just say that. Yeah, his his XP con is is definitely bad. It's heinous. It it's, could have been two or three, bad. and he would still have been difficult. Yeah. Yeah. If you noticed, I didn't go to level two at all. I just said level one. Right. Yeah. He has no level two. Yeah. Has no level. <laughs> it's level not a big one. deal. Damn. So overall, yeah, I really like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that guy just looks frustrating yeah uh, so let's take a look at this last final card here uh, Praetor is that how you say this? Praetor Praetor okay I definitely said it wrong in my spoiler reaction that's uh, okay you always do <laughs> <laughs> what the fu- alright Bert's getting kicked from the call hang on <laughs> oh man all right, so I also don't. Is this a a boy alien person or a girl alien person? Damn. What, what would make you? What would make you think? Yeah, I mean that, but oh, Pastor Mike. Okay, so so this is this person's <laughs> name Mike. 
Oh man! All right. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have pegged him for a mic. Yeah. Uh, anyways, four cost, three seven flight, two health, uh, which is good to see. Uh, and Herald of Galactus. So this is the lowest cost Herald that we've seen. Uh, and then Pastor Mike, which we mentioned, is when an evil character appears on your side, put two plus one plus one counters on it. It becomes good until it leaves play. That one seems pretty cool to me. I like that one a lot. Um, making all your dudes bigger as they come down. All you evil dudes, at least. Uh, and again, it's the lowest cost Herald that we've seen, which is really relevant, especially with the two health. It's, you know, Especially if your strategy is to like collect as many Heralds as possible to try to get to the Galactus. And it's, it's, what, what do you guys think of, of Mike here? I like Pastor Michelle. Um, <laughs> uh, double inspire three seven's a weird stat line the butt's good but it's that attack like you you probably don't hit anything so she just kind of comes down walls up it's like again it's so hard to be like man are these heralds worth it because obviously they're all really underpowered aside from their heralds ability but like you could just tell they're not really designed to be individually strong so like i mean unless we're all just this are all bad but so whatever they're ramping to is supposed to be the power point of these cards. It's really hard to judge, but by itself, this card look, looks pretty vanilla. Um, yep. so this guy is actually a seven-seven in the air with two life. Just want to point. Oh, that you out always there. have Alicia. Oh, you all... Christmas land. Listen, listen. <laughs> Alicia literally holds that whole team together, man. And like, there's no what? way you don't play. She's it. got one HP, bro. <laughs> She's so good, though. All right. Uh, I think there's more to Pastor Mike than just your guys come down bigger. There's got to be a reason they worded it like that. Because they don't lose their team affiliation, so they're still evil, too, right? Yeah, there's something there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. But, yeah, 3-7, 2 life. It's fine. Fantastic four. Yeah, good team. Um <laughs> Seven seven. I, I swear I'm so I'm so out on Heralds of Galactus, man. Damn. <laughs> I swear I'm out, man. And it's a shame because that's that's why you're playing him, right? You're not playing him because he's Pastor Mike. Oh, he buffed my guys. Cause you're you probably want to curve Praetor into five drop herald, into six drop herald, into Fire Lord, into Silver Surfer, into whatever, right? But I'm out, man. I'm mega out. <laughs> He's good though. I'll play him. I'll play him because he's better than Lijah, I think, on team. He's better than Lijah on team and who's the other four drop? Johnny. No, nah, he's not he's, no, he's not better. He's not better than Johnny. But I will play him. I'll play him. You'll see him in decks. Yeah, uh I think it's it's pretty good and, and again it it's all gonna kinda hinge on, on Galactus, which we haven't seen yet. Uh, I kinda think this Galactus supporting character might be in this box. I think it would be a mistake not to put him in this box because everything in this box mentions him in their card text. Listen, man. How many times have you opened a box of Versus 2 PCG and something was referenced in that box and you had to wait until the very next box <laughs> to get the full effect? <laughs> Let's be completely honest here. It's happened... Dude, the worst case, the very worst that I remember vividly was... Adam Warlock and Galactic Guardians. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the homeboy Adam Warlock. He's gonna take a nap. He's gonna wake up and he's gonna save the galaxy. Yeah. And I read the blue ability. He's like, yeah, you get the soul gem, sucker. And I'm like, all right, cool. Where's it at? Oh, you gotta wait till the Black Order box. <laughs> yeah. Broke my heart, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it felt bad. <laughs> I felt so bad. I'm like, why? Just give me the give me the gem now. He's blank. Story time with Bert, man, for real. He's not wrong. I mean, like, (laughs) if you're going to preview a bunch of cards that say you reduce the cost of X, wouldn't you preview X first? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not trying to be negative here because I'm usually the positive one, but this this doesn't really make much sense. I hope he's a heater. I really do. I want to play a bunch of mediocre sports because the payoff is just bodying you on turn eight instead of 15. He's going to eat your world, yo. I hope so. <laughs> He's going to devour that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, listen, okay, so I know I've, I've been down on Heralds in this episode, but don't don't think for a second that if Galactus comes down and he's like a 15, 16, and he says, yo, Bert, thanks for, thanks for putting me in the deck, man. You win the game, yo. Go get a, go get a pretzel dog on me. Don't think I'm not going to play him, okay? The hoops, the hoops currently just feel a little too much, and I don't think that he's going to say you win the game on him. But if he does, then let's go through the hoops, man. Let's do it. Versus two PCG, the Galactus battle, sucker. <laughs> All right. Cool. So that's it for Herald previews. We're going to get at least, I think, one more article out of this. Um, before the set drops on, I believe, the 17th it was. Yes, the 17th. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I really hope that Galactus is in the box, though, so that these cards actually have text on them when they come out. Um, and I kind of hope they'll preview Galactus in the final article next week. But I'm still pretty excited for uh, all the rest of this Fantastic Four stuff. Anyways, a couple other small things I want to touch on. Um we since we last talked i believe we had the quarantine cup finals we also had the quarantine cup battle for the bronze which was a third place playoff match that bert played in uh with like the longest game ever here here it is right here uh an hour 23 was bert's game one against mcu spider-man um so yeah so you can check all these out on the official upper deck youtube channel they've been posted to now which i'll link down below uh battle for the bronze which is black suit or sorry black cat versus mcu spider-man and then the Quarantine Cup final match, which is Spider-Woman versus MCU Captain Marvel. And uh, uh, Robbie Stewart with Captain Marvel came out the champion over Thomas Kirk with Spider-Woman. So Quarantine Cup 1 champion is uh, Robbie Stewart with Captain Marvel. And I'll probably going to try to have an interview with him up sometime in the next week and a half or so. Um, but yeah, Quarantine Cup was awesome. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the Quarantine Cup overall, Bert, or your your battle for the bronze match that you played? Uh, man. Uh, Mulder and the Lone Gunman exposed Black Cat's secret identity. Felt real bad. I tried to help her as best I could. But it was fun overall. The tournament itself was great. Um, shout, out to, shout out to my team, the best team, to build the club. Because me and Nick, we, we came, we showed up, we showed out. You know, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun uh, trying to predict what people were going to play for funsies slash kind of sort of real decks. And uh, I'm, I saw some tight play. I saw some pretty tight play. Shout out to Robbie, you know, the new people's champ. <laughs> uh, he stayed on photo the whole tournament, I think. Right? 
Uh, did yeah, he, he did. Play yeah, photo he, the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, he's a big photo universe uh, fan, so he he played photo every single round. Trying to spread the good word, doing yeah. charity for versus two PCG. Yeah, because there's and, a lot of naysayers, a lot of people that don't believe still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for him. I'm I'm glad he I'm glad he stuck to it. And like um, you, he started off O two, in Swiss. Went 4-0 for the next four rounds and then ended up winning the whole thing. Well, he was awesome. play, he was playing colonist like an idiot, right? <laughs> dude, I was I was I was reading his read his write ups and I'm like, dude, you can't be doing that to yourself, man. Like I know the abomination infinite loop pop off is cool, but when they're just flying over them and they literally don't care, it just felt so bad. Um, <laughs> but he he tightened it up, he turned it around, and he played good, man. He was. Playing pretty good. Yeah, because a lot of people have talked about this. I guess I need to touch on some of the the looser play that happened in the finals, where uh, Captain Marvel, you know, was leveling up earlier than she should have because of uh, pheromone control on level two. Spider Woman should turn off level up powers, which neither player knew. So I mean, it's accepted game state at that point. I feel like, and Skirk, regardless, was uh, he said that there was no way he was going to fight out of it either way. So. Uh, I think Robbie definitely, regardless, uh, earned the win there. Cheats. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Those things happen all the time in tournament play. If people don't think so. It just like it happens. It is what it is. Like two, two of my teammates played in Gen Con. It was just like, oh, this guy should have died to range, and it didn't. Well, it's like, well, we already progressed a full turn. Uh, there's like, it's irreversible game state. Blah 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 blah. It's whatever. You move on. Shit happens. If yeah, you they and- catch it. Nobody's and, intentionally cheating. Yeah, based on what mm-hmm. I saw, it didn't impact game one. Game one was kind of a steamroll um, from Captain Marvel. And game two, uh, the the leveled up Captain Marvel that shouldn't have been leveled up didn't make any plays before Skirk scooped. And Skirk said his hand was dead anyway, and he wasn't going to fight out of it regardless. And, and Robbie had several wounds to give anyway, so I don't think it really is all that relevant. And it does, it, 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 shit happens in tournaments. So. Yeah, it's very important that you guys, uh, for all all our listeners out there, it's very important that you uh, read your cards, man. That's very important. <laughs> that's real talk. I'm not even trying to make a joke. Just know what your cards do and just try and mitigate things like this happening for everybody as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it was overall a really, really, really great event. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and the last few things I want to talk about are some stuff that Upper Deck confirmed on that stream that you can go check out um, on the YouTube channel. Uh, one was that following the conclusion of the Quarantine Cup here in... They haven't made any official announcement or anything as to when this is going to drop, but uh, Mark did confirm it on the stream that Upper Deck is looking at doing their own official online versus tournament uh, through video chat and all that. Um, and so, uh, so keep you guys' eyes peeled for that in the the coming weeks. What are you guys' thoughts on Upper Deck doing doing online tournaments and stuff? I like that they're getting involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. truly. Yep. Yeah, it was it's really the... cool getting to work with them on the the quarantine cup yeah. stuff. Like them reaching out and like collaborating with us was really really awesome. And uh, now they're going to be doing their own thing, interacting with the community online. Um, which is just awesome. I was going to say the positivity that came from the quarantine cup streams, man, it's almost like, it's almost like if this had been done, like 
I don't know, maybe during a legacy drought, maybe during a, a, maybe during one of those dark times. <laughs> yeah. But but better late than never, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like excited that. for the upper deck one. I'm really excited for the upper deck one. Hopefully we get some outer space. Hopefully we get some some Spider Friend new Sinister Six highlight stream or format. Bald headed format. <laughs> Definitely, definitely not photo only. Don't do photo only. Don't do that to me because I will, I will scoop. I will play Captain America with no greens. <laughs> I will, I will just throw it away, man. No. I'm excited to see how they handle it. But hopefully, it's just uh, piggybacking on the community and just doing more with doing. It's really, it's really been a home run, keeping the community engaged, like the quarantine cup and stuff. Uh, and like tournaments, they online take a while because like just getting people paired up and stuff. So like, but it's a good thing. So it keeps people engaged, and it's like it's a long process. So I think it's pretty cool. It's fun. I'm gonna yeah. have to get involved in the next one. And then uh, just the last thing I want to touch on is uh, they posted, they reposted that that uh, Omega level arc graphic, but they added some stuff to it. So we knew that August is Futures Past, September is Freedom Force, October is Omegas, but then they they clarified a little further that the Futures Past set expands on X Men. The Freedom Force set expands on Brotherhood, and then the Omegas is going to introduce this uh, Omega team affiliation. Um, so we had a question last week about whether this is going to expand on old teams or whether it's going to support uh, or whether it's going to introduce new teams. So we have the answer to that. We're going to get new X-Men stuff. And then to me, the highlight of this is new Brotherhood stuff, which need that push. Um, and then, of course, the Omega stuff, which I think all the Omegas are going to be dual-affiliated. So I think we'll see X-Men, Brotherhood, and then we'll see more X-Men and Brotherhood that are dual-affiliated with the Omegas. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on how this arc is shaping up? I know Bert has definite thoughts on the Brotherhood thing. Um, yeah, so Freedom Force is easily the, the one I'm waiting for. I love Brotherhood as a team. They're just their down low game just is non-existent. You had to outsource. Um, <clears throat> Mystique was the leader of the Freedom Force, if I'm not mistaken. So we could finally see Brotherhood Mystique home where she belongs. Uh, <laughs> see how that goes. Um, I I'm kind of I'm kind of worried that Apocalypse can't fit in this arc now. Like unless they like jam him into like the Omegas. He's not Omega level though. Whatever. I'm excited for the Brotherhood box. I'm excited for... I think that's the last team that only has one box of support, right? If you're talking one small box of support, yeah. Yeah, that's the only 55-card team that only has 55 cards. So they could... Once they get actually... Once they're actually in the game, every team is actually in the game for versus 2PCG. And that's really exciting. So we'll see what happens. I'm wondering, do we finally get a Nightcrawler? Do we finally get Nightcrawler? Uh, this, this, this purple smoke the on the left side yeah. here makes me think yes. And I, this I, would absolutely be the one for it, yeah. I, I don't think you can do another X-Men set and still not do it. We have had so many X-Men sets. Yep. He honestly should have been the main in Legacy, in my opinion. I, I, or at I least was, in the character in there. I remember when Legacy was being spoiled... We, we, someone smarter than me had done the math, you know, they look at the card numbers and they figure out what's missing, you know, mm-hmm. and we knew that we were missing like 
an X-Men 2 drop, and I was like, oh, it's Nightcrawler. It's like the last major character we haven't seen yet. And it ended up being Bishop, of all people. And we still didn't have Nightcrawler. I was astounded. And then we got, you know, the all the X-Men stuff last year with the um, Children of the Atom and the Utopia Battles and all that. And I was like, oh, so we're definitely getting Nightcrawler now, right? 100% Nightcrawler? And no. <laughs> so I think it's now or never. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, hope it doesn't kill the meme though. It's like funny to make fun of them. Yeah, maybe just for the memes, they they won't do it. Maybe. Yeah. One pretty past them. Yeah, and I I think all the Omegas are going to be dual affiliated. Like the only Omega we've seen so far is Franklin Richards, who's dual affiliated with Omega and um, uh, Fantastic Four. Because like, I don't think we need another X Men team. We've got enough X teams. But I like the idea of, like, the ones who are Omega have their own dual-affiliated thing going on. So, like, we'll see X-Men, Omegas, and Brotherhood Omegas. I think that's what they'll do. I think that's what they should do. Yeah, I think so, too, because a lot of the Omegas are X-Men or Brotherhood. Um, You got Storm, you got Iceman, Franklin Richards, Magneto. That's, like, four off the top of my head that I know I met uh, Omegas. Yeah. Uh... So that's about it. That's all I have. Uh, I'll ask you guys this because there's discussion of this going on in the collective right now, sort of a breaking news thing that I don't understand. Uh, what is Team Covenant and what do they do? Team Covenant is a group out of Oklahoma. They do like uh, board games, dead card games, um, LCGs, TCGs, whatever whatever the flavor of the week is, and they like distribute stuff. So yeah. The general idea is if Team Covenant is backing your game in terms of like they're actually selling your game and they actually play your game, then your game is popping, quote unquote. Um, I don't know what they follow these days because Destiny died. That was like a big driving engine for them. But yeah. They do a lot of fantasy play. They're really big on fantasy play teams. Yeah. So So, I'll pull up this screenshot then on the video. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but it's on the collective. Someone on Twitter tagged Upper Deck and Team Covenant in a post. They said, hey, at Upper Deck versus 2PCG is great. You should partner with Team Covenant to market slash release the monthly product. We need the boost. Team Covenant is great. And then Team Covenant responded and said, we're listening. And then Upper Deck responded and said, let's talk. So is this oh, like cool. is this like a big oh, deal? Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a big it's deal. Big deal. Yeah. Okay, they cool. Do a pretty good job putting out videos and stuff, writing the game, and um, they have they hosted a lot of like Star Wars wrestling tournaments. Yeah. You know, both that like giant like at conventions and at like their home site. So you probably love it there in Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So cool. So we'll chalk that up to breaking news. Team Covenant and Upper Deck are in talks to do something. Yeah. Them in cahoots. Them in cahoots is probably a good thing for sure. At the very worst, we'll we'll probably snag some some new some new people on their distribution line. So. Yeah. So so shout yeah. out to Brad at Wade's Gaming Madness uh, for for making this happen for adding both these guys on Twitter and and making it happen. So shout out to Brad. Um, so yeah, yeah they so do that'll be cool. A lot of su- support stuff too. Like for Destiny, they made a lot of their own tokens and stuff. Yeah, so 
Okay. Hopefully that ends up uh, being a big boost for the game. Anything that helps the game, you know, uh, the discussion in the Discord right now is uh, a rising tide, you know, raises all ships. So if it's good for Team Covenant and good for the game, then it's good for all of us content creators, all of us players, all of us, everybody. So that'll be really cool. And that's the last thing that I have for this week in Versus. Uh, Bert, do you want to plug anything? Uh, come check me out, New York Minute. Uh, the, the sister show to the Sea Stacks This Week in Versus podcast? Right? Sure. Uh, we're we're going through the Fantastic Four Battles box. It's been pretty cool so far. I talked about Doctor Doom and Mister Fantastic. Uh, today is Thursday, so Tuesday I'm going to drop my take on Invisible Woman, and then we're going to try and snag some special guest hosts for maybe Mole Man, maybe Human Torch, and then we're going to go into outer space again because I love that format and I want to talk about it. So. Check me out. Link below. Come holla at you, boy. All right. Other than that, that's all I got uh, for this week in Versus. Next week, we have more Herald spoilers coming in. And then uh, just a couple weeks after that, we'll have the Herald box in our hands. And then we'll go into Frightful previews. And then we'll be in, in Gen Con time frame. Um, I kind of... I haven't talked to anybody about this yet, but I, I kind of want to reach out to a bunch of the other content creators and maybe do kind of some kind of special big community collaboration live stream on the day that Gen Con would have been. I think that that might be kind of fun and cool, something That's to do cool. um, for the community to kind of commemorate like, what Gen Con 2020 would have been. So, anyways. Most of us spent the days off. Yeah, yeah, I've got the yeah, days off. Right. Um, so, anyways, that's going to do it for this week of Versus. We'll talk to you guys next week about more Herald cards and uh, whatever else cool stuff might be happening in the Versus community by then. Hopefully we'll get uh, some kind of online play, something from Upper Deck soon. Really excited about that. And uh, despite the world being in shambles, it, it is uh, shaping up to be a pretty cool time uh, for Versus 2 PCG. So anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I'm C-Stacks, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.